Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Back to throw versus Danny. Pete is tight end. And Raja Bell. Bell has done three three. 22 to Raja. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. Hi, right, what's going on? Welcome to Off the Bench. What's up? Wait, why are you looking a little weird? I was messing with my volume, oh, and then when you came back in, it <laughs> I gave you a little too much volume there. Hey, wake up, though. All, all right, turkey, I'm up. I'm a little trip to the yeah. uh, coma you were in mm. from all the turkey yesterday, but one of the best parts. I think Thanksgiving week is the best week of the year. What, why? Not for a hot well, day. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty Because awesome. Christmas or New Year's, you don't know when it falls. Sometimes it falls like on a Wednesday, and you have to go back work Thursday, Friday. Like okay. it's a weird thing. New Year's, same deal. Sometimes you have to come into work the right the next day after. You always know exactly when it falls, and you always know it's going to be a four-day weekend, and you have football games on. Yep. You get to see your family, which most times is pretty good. Yep. And then you have rivalry games in college football. And you got basketball going on. Like oh, it is, nah, that's It is the best Holiday of the year. Yeah. Thanksgiving is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Thanksgiving. I had, uh, what'd you eat yesterday? What was your uh, favorite little part turkey. of the meal? I uh, see. I think turkey's overrated. Yeah. Well, well, what's your favorite part of like a Thanksgiving meal? Um, I will say it was, there was a vinegar cucumber salad that actually was really good. It was cucumbers like marinated in vinegar. Yeah. And it was insane. <laughs> have onions so in it. Good. Have onions. A little bit of onions. Some but tomatoes. Not like where it made your breast smell bad. Right, right. Oh, it was solid. Oh, <laughs> we're getting food. Coca. <laughs> In there, it was so good and kind of healthy while yeah. I had it. Yeah. Um, like, I think stuffing is overrated. It kind of becomes a mystery meat when people just start throwing everything in there. Right. It becomes really weird. Like, I don't my, love that. My, yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't like turkey and meat and stuff like that. But the yeah. stuffing and, like, mashed potatoes and the sweet potatoes, if they're done right, like, I have a good Thanksgiving. If they're botched, like, I'm out. I might as well <laughs> go done. home. Yeah. Uh, they hit home yesterday. Good. Yeah, they were banging yesterday. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. There was some cornbread, too, a special oh, cornbread. Wasn't you know it what? normal cornbread? It was, like, it was really sugary and, like, extra good. It was really good. I've been on record as saying, like, cornbread. No one made cornbread yet. <laughs> like, it fell That's through the cracks. Like, That's my sister forgot it. My wife right. didn't do it. And my mom, Denise. Somebody dropped oh, the ball. Somebody, you got to jump. You got to get to make sure there's a checklist she next brought time. me a plate this morning. All right. Well, one of the best parts about the weekends is get to sit around and watch football. Yeah. And the Dallas Cowboys, who three weeks ago, I was ready to fire Jason Garrett, ready to get rid of Dak yeah. Prescott, like totally start. Everybody was. Scratch. Everybody was. Right. All of a sudden, they start winning. Yeah. I think there's a couple different reasons you can look at it. I've told you this a bunch of times. All I have to do is come in and look at the box score. If Zeke Elliott goes off, right. then they're going to win. Dak Prescott throws for around 250 yards. He gets a couple touchdowns, doesn't turn it over. They're going to win. That's their winning formula. I think it can work to some extent. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well it it goes against teams like the Saints who no. are all playing later or the Rams or the Chiefs, but it's a winning formula for them, especially when they're playing a team like the Redskins who is battered and bruised up and they got Colt McCoy out there trying to throw it around. He throws three picks. That was pretty ugly, but I think the Cowboys now firmly in control of the NFC East. I think they're going to win the division. They are going to win the division. Uh, you touched on two things like the Ezekiel Elliott thing is an, it, that's a proven entity. You know what you're getting there. Dak is kind of hit or miss, right? But he's been playing better. Um, and then Amari Cooper gives them he gives them just that little bit of an edge that is the difference sometimes between like winning or losing those type of games. And I agree with you. There's still not the formula in place or the firepower in place to go up with the likes of like, you know, the Saints and teams in that offensive stratosphere. But as it pertains to that division and getting out of it, yeah, I think they've done what they need to do. But here's the question, and you talked about it, you know, last week or whenever we were on last. Um is this the best thing for the Cowboys? Like going forward, just be squeaking in because you're in a poopy division and you're <laughs> right. playing better football right now. So it keeps you probably staying pat. Is that the best thing for the, for the 
the, the Cowboys long term. I don't think it is for now, but I also thought they were atrocious three weeks ago and I was ready to write them off. Right. If they can, if they can get to 10 and six yep. and maybe win a first round playoff game, then all of a sudden I'm changing my tune a little bit. Then but this is sustainable if, then. You've yes, got, you've got some stuff like, to right, work yes, with there. Exactly. Right. But if they get to the playoffs and they win because they're in a bad division, right. they're like nine and seven, which is pretty much what you've gotten throughout Jason Garrett's tenure. If that's what you see and they get bounced and they look completely outclassed yes. in the playoffs, then I think you, if you're Jerry Jones, I know Jerry Jones wouldn't make a switch then, but then I'm like, oh, that's a bad decision. Cause then you've talked to your code. Then Jerry Jones will have enough information in front of him. He'll be like, oh, this is the guy. See, we're close. We're almost there. And yet everybody else and their brother can see that it wasn't that close. Right. So I think that's a really bad situation for him. I love the Amari Cooper trade at the time. A lot of people said, oh, what are you giving up a first rounder for? That's way too expensive. So the Raiders, you guys got handed, especially when the Eagles, I think, had offered a second round pick and didn't make the deal for Amari yeah. Cooper. But I think you saw, you've seen a marked difference in that offense with a game changing wide receiver. Sure. I mean, even the little play, the touchdown pass that Dak Prescott threw him, it was like a 15 yard pass. And then Amari with his speed breaks one tackle, separates and becomes like a 65 yard touchdown sure. pass. That is a huge difference. And that's exactly why you bought him in, brought him in there. And the one thing I love about it is that you can evaluate Dak Prescott better. And I think he's played better. He yeah. hasn't turned it over. He's still not lighting it up with 350, 400 yards passing, but he's making some good throws and he's playing within his system. He's doing exactly what they're asking him to do. Yeah. And it's working. He misses like, he misses some really pedestrian throws though. Like I don't, you know, there are a few times where I get to sit and watch a whole football game and I was happy for him. Like I'm a, I'm a fan. I hope he, I hope everything, you know, works out well. And I hope he does mature and grow into that type of quarterback that you could say, you know, it is, is, uh, squarely in the driver's seat of, of our franchise, right? Yep. But he misses some throws and a lot of young quarterbacks do, right? Like I watched Jared Goff do it the other night. You talked about him skipping some balls in there and he still had yeah, 400 some yards. Sure. But he leaves, like Dak leaves a lot on the table. I think it's a good thing though, right? Because those are things that you can clean up. Yeah. Like if you're just missing, like you, you can work on your accuracy a little bit, right? Like footwork, stuff like yeah. that. You can get better. I, I like Dak Prescott a ton. Like, I think he's got the intangibles. I think his teammates love him. I think he puts in the work. I just don't know if he's that natural passer. Right. But maybe he can develop a little bit better accuracy. And they don't really ask him to do a ton down the right. field. So, we'll say, I think the Cowboys are going to win the division, though. And it'll be, it's going to be one of those drama-filled postseasons. If they, if they lose and get bounced, we'll have to see what Jerry Jones decides to do. So, we, we did our power rankings on Tuesday. Yeah. Remember I had first. I had the Rams at number one. You did, yeah, that's I right. I might go back and ask for a redo. Yeah, after, and we talked about that. After <laughs> yeah, the Saints had beaten them, right? Exactly, yeah. because it was at home. I yeah. was like, well, if they played a neutral field again, well, here's the thing. If the Saints keep roll, or if Saints keep rolling the way they are, they're going to play them again at home because they'll have home field advantage because they have that win over them at home. Yeah. And then I like the Saints the best, but the thing is, the Saints are just as good. I don't know if they're just as good offensively. Maybe they are because I think Alvin Kamara, when you watch him burst through the hole, there's a burst. Yeah. You know, Todd Gurley's great, but you see Alvin Kamara, like he's back there returning kicks. He does it all. He right. catches the ball out of the backfield. It's pretty special. But to me, so I think their def or their offense is equivalent. But their defense all of a sudden is playing significantly better than the Rams are. What do you attribute that to? Um, I think it's probably a mentality and it's a an effort thing. And like I think they, they're schematically stronger than a lot of teams that are out there. They weren't banged up like the Falcons earlier or anything like that, the right? Falcons this has been the banged up bad. They they look awful. Like they have all of a sudden imploded where they can't even. Get out there. Matt Ryan's fumbling left and right. Like he's, he's way too loose with the football out there. But to New Orleans credit, like they get after it on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they, they are 
their last few opponents they've completely dominated. I just I, and then they got this you know they have a quarterback in Drew Brees who's having this career year although he was totally jinxed. So I was looking up their numbers. So the last five or six games actually you go back the whole season like they gave up 18 to the Giants which isn't that great right because it's the Giants they gave up 19 to the Redskins. Then they had the game against the Rams where they gave up 35. But then they held the Bengals to 14, the Eagles to seven, and the Falcons to 17. Like they are consistently going out there and. Putting up really good defensive performances in an era where you're getting tested no matter what, who you face, because teams throw it around all over the place. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. And it's overshadowed by Drew Brees and that offense and what they're able to do, right? But yeah. it's even more, it's even more incredible because you, you like to the point you just made is this is an offensive league now. Um, Drew Brees for me, we, we talked, uh, at one point about like MVPs and whatnot. Yeah. I love Patrick Mahomes, but Drew Brees is the dude for me now. I think that's not even, I mean, this isn't a lifetime achievement award. I'm right. not doing that. Like, Drew Brees is having a special type of year uh, this year. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, it was it was the typical broadcast jinx yesterday because they were literally – they had up the stat on there how he had only thrown one interception. And yeah. The very next – like, literally the next throw he throws the interception, which was a pick six, and then they called it back because he was down at the time. But I think the big message here is that New Orleans put him in the number one spot right yep. now. Uh, Matt Ryan led the Falcons with 16 yards rushing. How's that for you? Uh, the Bears Lions was the first game of the day mm-hmm. and it was an ugly first half, not a lot of points. And then it got kind of entertaining late and the Bears actually have continued this unlikely story with Chase Daniel playing quarterback, not screwing anything up, make a couple nice throws yeah. and their defense, Khalil Mack goes off again. So how'd you like to be a Raiders fan? When you're sitting around watching Thanksgiving Day games, you traded away Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. He goes off as 180 yards <laughs> for receiving. Yeah. And then you watch Khalil Mack wreaking havoc uh, on Thanksgiving Day against the Detroit Lions, pitching in for uh, you know a ton of help uh, with what they're doing with them. And you're sitting there thinking, we had both these dudes on our squad and we let them both go? Yep. Like, I think you're livid. Yep. I think you're, you're, like, you're, yeah, if, you, if you weren't livid already, you should be livid now. But I was – look, if I was a Raiders fan, I'd have been pissed as soon as I started to realize what they were trying to do with that team. Yeah. Like, I would have been salty at that point. But you had to be even more so if you watched that last night. Chase Daniels, did you see him coming to the arena yesterday? What did you, you see him? You, you didn't see his swag? What was he wearing? I think he had like a fedora on. He had oh, like he a – yeah, yeah, check out – look at the picture. Hey, he was like I swagged had, out. If I had coming into that game yeah. – Chase Daniel had thrown 76 NFL passes, mm-hmm. like at any like mop-up duty, right? 76 NFL passes, and had made he's banked in his career 28 million dollars. Oh. I'd be I'd be rolling in a fedora too. I'd be coming in <laughs> whatever you wanted. I'd be wearing it like it wouldn't matter. It's the best job in sports, backup quarterback. Absolutely, in the NFL. it is because you make you get that type of money, right. and you're called on every once in a while. And if you're a good one, like he has been. Like you, just, you come in and now all of a sudden your value is going to increase anymore, oh, and you're going to go God. right back to Trubisky when he comes back. Mm-hmm. So clipboards and hats, baby. Exactly, man. Good for him for doing it. But the Bears, all of a sudden, they look like they're in control of that division too. And I don't think you can win with just defense. Mm-hmm. But I got to give Matt Nagy some credit for the offensive schemes that he's coming up with, and they're getting some production. And their defense just continues to get it done. But again, it's like one of those ones where we're talking about the Cowboys stacking up in the NFC. I just clearly that the Chicago Bears offensively aren't going to be in the same category as the Saints and the Rams. And I think you can be a good team with a really good defense, even a great defense. I don't think you can be a great team that's going to go to the Super Bowl with a great defense and a limited offense. Not in today's era of football. It's the same with, it's the same, like the same conversation you had about Memphis, the Grizzlies a couple years back where their defenses were, were really comparable to some of the better defenses in NBA history, but you just don't have the firepower to stack up with like Golden State. Or Cleveland at the time and teams like that. So yeah, you, you, it can get you in the conversation, but at the end of the day, you gotta be able to score points. Yeah, you have to. 
Uh, you know who's going to be struggling to score points? I think, mm. but we've had this conversation a lot. New England Patriots playing the New York Jets this weekend. Yeah. Tom Brady limited in practice. I think this is such a non-story because I think it's something you've seen throughout his career. Right. Bill Belichick, they almost like to troll the media with injury reports saying, oh, what's he? Is he out today? They, they, they famously had him every single week listed with a knee injury yeah. throughout an entire season. Just threw it up there. Just like, <laughs> leave us alone. We don't want, we don't want you in our, in our, you know, we don't want you messing with us anymore. Right. Uh, I think it's such a non-story. I do think the line is way too high. Um, so they are, they're playing against the Jets. They're a 10 point favorite in New York uh, against the Jets. And I think the Jets will give them a game until the fourth quarter. When they pull away, they cover? Yeah. I, no, I don't think – I think the Jets cover. Yeah, I yeah think I think the Jets, Jets cover it. Touchdown. But as far as the Tom Brady stuff, like, he has been off. Like, quietly under the radar, he has not been putting up the numbers. He's been 29th in the last three games. Uh, he's been 29th in completion percentage. Right. Like he's not putting up the type of numbers that he did last year when he had this, you know, resurgence at his, you know, twilight years. So I think there's a mild reason for concern, but they haven't really needed it. And they, again, you talk about teams just getting there. I think they'll still be fine. They'll win their division, but I had the Patriots pick to go to the Super Bowl. You're out. I do. Well, again, like picture the Patriots playing against the Chiefs, the Rams, or the Saints. Yeah, no, I'm with you. They're not in the Although same they beat category. the Chiefs. Yes, but that was early in the season. That was at home. Yeah. And I think, again, the home field advantage is going to play a huge part. And I think the Chiefs, I think the Patriots have always been this team that's, they're good, but I think you've seen their ceiling. Like they're almost maxing out the potential that they have on the feeling, maxing out the roster, which is a tribute to Brady and Belichick. And I feel like the Chiefs are still like having fun out there. They're like getting better. Let me ask you a question. We always do this and it's blasphemous if you say that Tom Brady is, is like at the end of his rope and he's fallen off of a cliff and all of that. Could it be we're just watching like a slow decline oh, for in sure. skill set? Like that this is going to creep up on you before you know it. Like yeah. everybody's always like projected this cliff. Maybe it's not a cliff with him. Maybe it's just like, you know, a slow erosion of some of the abilities. Which that makes it a lot harder if you're the Patriots. Correct. Like, what do you do with him if you're seeing like, oh, we're still pretty good? Because I mean, even Peyton, Man Peyton Manning hit a cliff pretty bad in the year they won the, still won the Super Bowl. He right. had an awful year. Right. The year they won right, the right, 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 right. They had this legendary defense. I don't think the Patriots have that. So it could be like, then it becomes like death by a thousand cuts because you're slowly watching. And then he'll have a game where he throws for sure yards and he looks good. And then he gets banged up. So he's a little bit sore the next week and it kind of comes back to reality. And you're like, uh oh, what do we do? But yeah, I think that's, I think that's what you're seeing. I think you can still see a resurgence in Brady at times. Well, he's the goat. Like, so exactly. that's, so it's always there. But like, if you're watching him every day, you know that it's not always there as much as it was. Like, it's not right. always there. It's there most of the time now as opposed right. to all the time, right? And yeah. when that becomes some of the time as opposed to most of the time, then it becomes less of the time than it becomes some of the time. Now we've got an issue, right? Yep. Watch him uh, Watch him come back and throw for like four. <laughs> all right, we got to do some college football. So we're going to get you all our picks for the weekend. We're going to go over the Egg Bowl brawl, which yeah. is kind of ridiculous. Uh -huh. The ref had a, an outstanding call on that one. Uh, we'll get to that next on Off the Bench. All right, welcome back. The best part about Thanksgiving, you got football, NFL, and then you have rivalry weekend. Yeah. So you got some heated battles, including one Egg Bowl, mm -hmm. Mississippi State versus Ole Miss. Right. Great rivalry. I don't know if you saw this last night, but there was an all-out brawl 
in this game. Yeah. And the dudes were getting at it. Now, I want you to notice something. This is what bothers me the most. Boom. Yeah, these guys are going at it. Then they're they're fighting a little bit, trying to get the fingers and the eyeballs, whatever you can, because it's really stupid to throw punches. Then I can't believe nobody got the dude when his helmet came off. I thought he was definitely going to get I thought he was going to get punched there, too. Like, that's when you go for the, that's when you go for it. So, do you notice anything about the score at this time? Because Mississippi State is actually, they're dominant. It's 28 to 9. And this would drive me nuts if I'm an Ole Miss coach. Like, now you guys want to fight? Right. Like, you should not be allowed to fight if you're getting housed that much at home. There was a game, I think it was Alabama-Mississippi State. Maybe Mississippi State's a bunch of punks. <laughs> Alabama-Mississippi State, after the game, a bunch of Mississippi State guys were jawing with Bama, like, wanted to fight them after they got they got shut out. They did yep. not score a point. There should be a rule. If you're not within a touchdown, you're not allowed you to should fight. not be allowed to fight. You uh, should absolutely not be able to. Like, there's nothing worse than that. Yeah, like, if you... If- Show the emotion when it counts, right? Don't yes. go out there and try to sucker punch somebody. But um, there are times when you can be losing, um, trying really hard. That's just <laughs> better than you. Yeah. Um, somebody's rubbing him in or something like that. You don't want to be embarrassed. And then what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I guess you make kind of a good point there. But, like, like why didn't you fight when it was time to fight? No, no, no. But maybe I, to. I was fighting. I'm just not good <laughs> no, enough. Then, then like, I'm just, you have a problem. I'm just an inferior <laughs> athlete to that kid. If you embarrassed yeah. out there, then you're like, you can't just go. You can't run up the score. I'm going to punch you in the you're right. Like, I, 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 uh, there was I can a great do. call from the ref where he actually gave penalties to every single player on both teams. Oh, that's awesome. And I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. He said there's a personal foul on every player on both teams. And so now if anyone gets another one, they're, they're ejected from it. the game. Exactly. Like that's that. why you do it to try to cool yeah. everyone off and say, hey, if anybody else fights, we're going to get you out of the game. Totally. There was a fight yesterday in the first annual Turkey Beach Bowl. Oh, word? With, with Who played in that? Fam. Oh, the Canel Yeah, the Canel so we fam. took them out there trying to start a new tradition. I had my three daughters out there. Yeah. It was, it's funny because anytime you go, you know this, like your kids, you start competing. Yeah. It's a little too serious. Like you talk about brawls, like they're going to do it. I had one was throwing the other one's face in the sand and like rubbing it around. And then, (laughs) then of course it was all fun at first. Yeah. And then, you know, the moment somebody gets hurt or the sand gets in their eye, then all of a sudden there's a real fight being thrown everywhere. Yeah. Then the six year old ends up crying because she doesn't have a chance against the 10 and 11 year old. Right. It's just a complete mess. Um, but I, my attitude is I let him go at it. See, there you go. Let it happen. I'm not going to step in. You guys figure it out on your own. That was my next question. I like for my boys to like, I don't really want to see them bloody. Like, so when there's blood, right. like, yeah, I, yeah, that's when it's like hockey when they go to when they fall to the ground, <laughs> yeah, separate like, them. Uh, but I will let it get all the way to a head. Like, right. I want to see, like, who's going to stand up, who <laughs> wants to fight. My 11 year old got in his first fight the other day. It was with a kid on his football team, and it was right before one of their big games. You know, they were making a run. Apparently, they were at the beach and they're starting to compete. He's getting to an age now where the testosterone might start yeah. to flow a little bit, and it's his running back, he's the quarterback. They have like almost all the touchdowns. They're both the two best defenders. And my wife called me from the beach. You know, I was, I was here as a matter of yeah. fact. And she said that Dia and Amari were fighting. And I was like, well, were they just kind of like, and she was like, no, no, no. They were like fighting. They were throwing punches at each other. And so I like, as a dad, I was mortified because like they got a season to play. But I was yeah. kind of proud because he <laughs> of all my three are the, is the one that like right. never really been in a fight. Right. And I was like, at least he's got it in him. If right. he needs to, he will. You know. At some time, you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some people. Barry's a cool kid too. They got they got past it. But I was like a little lightweight, proud because right. I needed to know he could handle himself if he had to. And there are some parents listening, and be like, get these guys out of there. <laughs> they're, they're, they're crushing our youth. What are we doing? I I think we're increasing. I think we're improving our youth. <laughs> All right, let's do some college football because you have yeah. rivalry weekend tonight. There's actually a game, West Virginia. Against Oklahoma, it's in Morgantown. Right. Oklahoma, their defense 
is as bad as it gets. 107th in the country versus the pass. Right. I think West Virginia is going to have an absolute field day. Will Greer is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Dana Holgerson will have a bunch of plays dialed up for them. But here's the thing. Oklahoma is going to score a bunch of points. Yeah, that's too. what I was going to ask. It just comes down to, I think it's going to be one of those typical Big 12 affairs where you see a shootout to the end. And it's whoever has the ball last is going to be the team that wins. Um, that's right on my alley because that's what I'd like to see. Um, and so yeah. let me ask you this about Kyler Murray because I'm looking at his numbers versus Will Greer. They're both having really, really – those are staggering Insane. numbers. Yeah. Except um, for rush touchdowns. Clearly Kyler Murray's in another category because Will Greer does not run the ball much at all. It's Kyler Murray's, especially like he's he's an outstanding runner from the pocket. Right. But if Kyler Murray has – could could tonight be a potential Heisman moment? Oh, talk about this all sure. the time, right? Like, yes. That's a, that's a good thing you brought that up because I do think Tua, Tua has – He's clearly the front runner because he's led from week one and he has not faltered at all, but he hasn't had that moment and it's not going to change against Auburn in the Iron Bowl. They're going to blow them out. So I think this is a moment. If Kyler Murray goes on the road and he throws for 400 yards, which he probably will have to, and he runs for two touchdowns and he throws for three or four, I absolutely think you'll see a, we'll be in here Monday talking about a new leader in the clubhouse. For the Heisman Trophy, if he does that, and right, it off, right, right, it's right. A big if, though, if it's he gets if. it done. And I'm assuming, because I think it's a safe assumption that Alabama is going to roll through Auburn, because I think that'll happen. You never know. That's going to happen. Game, That's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Um, a bigger picture though, like Big Twelve, if Oklahoma doesn't win this, they're they're out of the playoff, right? Like that. That's a wrap. I think so. I really do. I mean, you could maybe see a scenario where there was complete mayhem, but I mean, you'd have to have Clemson lose to South Carolina before they play an ACC championship game. You'd have to have Auburn beat Alabama. Like, you would need absolute mayhem. Eventually, I think you'll see a scenario where a two-loss conference champ would get into the playoff. Yeah. I just don't think it's happening this year because we've had so many undefeated and one-loss teams ahead of them that at this point, I just don't think it'll happen, which is... Which is bad. Like, I, I wish the Big 12 had a chance no matter what. I think Oklahoma is their last remaining chance. Like, if they go into West Virginia and win, and then they win the Big 12 championship, I like their chances. They still need help. But that's why I think, again, I, I, I sound like a broken record. Like, we need eight teams so that you have a team like Oklahoma. Let's give them a chance. And I would love to see their offense against Clemson's defense or Bama's defense say, all right, we think Bama and Clemson are really good. Let's see what you Let's got. see what you got against yep. one of these prolific offenses, which leads us to another one. Washington State playing yeah. in the Apple Cup. Uh, that's tonight, too. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. I love this dude. I think he's risen because of the way he plays. Obviously, leads the country in passing yardage. But he's also got a personality. Right. Like, there's something like he, a lot of times you'll see the team take on the personality of their coach. I think this is a, a, a player taking on the personality of his coach, and they're a perfect fit for one another. As Gardner Minshew, like he ru- he runs with the mustache, like he, he's got it out there. It's become a thing. He goes up to Mike Leach after the last game and like puts a fake one on him while he's doing the post game press conference. And I this like if you're talking to your boys, and I would tell this to my daughters or any young kid like playing football, he plays the way you're supposed to play because he has fun. Right. Like, I think so many people forget about that. You're supposed to enjoy what you do. And I think that's the biggest compliment you can play to Minshew is he plays the game with a ton of fun and he plays with a passion and just let's go play football. It's still just a game when you see so many guys go out there and they take it so serious in the business and I just want to get to the NFL and get paid. Have fun while you're at it and enjoy the ride, man. It's going to be – but here's the concern I have for Gardner Minshew. It's at Washington State. Yeah. It is supposedly around 29 degrees. Ooh. With heavy rain. I don't know Oof. how that works, but maybe it'll be a little bit warmer. 32. It's actually 30 degrees. Like, wait a second. It's got to snow if it's then. 
32 degrees and heavy rain, which does not bode well for a pass-happy offense. Yeah. Uh, but I do think their defense is better than people are giving them credit for, where I think their defense could be the difference in this one. So we'll, well, Washington's defense, you talk about the weather being an issue um, and Washington State's offense being their strength, though. But Washington's defense is number 10 in the country. Like, they're only allowing 17 points a game. They're only one of eight teams to allow 20 or fewer TDs this year. So that, that kind of is a uh, favor of Washington with the weather and the str- playing to the strength of their team, which is the defense. Yeah, and I think, again, to your question like, hey, can they do it? If Washington State loses, they're done. Right. Their, their hopes are done. I do think it will be interesting if they beat a quality Washington team, how high do they jump in the rankings? Yeah. Because if they win impressively, they've been winning impressively. They just blew out Arizona. If they win by two touchdowns or more, they're a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite in this game. If they blow them out, They'll be, they'll jump significantly. Right. If it's close. I think it could hurt them. Yep. But I mean, it's kind of, it's, I hate this, how we do this beauty contest. All right. Which leads us to the game. Michigan the game. versus Ohio State yeah. in the shoe. Yep. Rivalry game. I think this one is going to live up to the billing. I don't think anybody is giving Ohio State a chance, which I think is not very smart to do. But I do feel like this is Jim Harbaugh's time to finally get over that hump and finally get a signature win. I hope you're right. Like, I hope. I hope that it's a barn burner of a game, like what you come to expect out of one of these games. I actually am pulling for Michigan, because um, as much as I gave Jim Harbaugh co- like like a lot of flack earlier in the season, like he has actually got that team playing a style that reflects what you would expect from him as a coach, right? Yep. And having success with it, like real success with it for the first time there at Michigan, and I'm cool with that. Uh, but now you have to, it's all for naught if you go in there and you get rolled at Ohio State, right? So I hope it's a really good game, and I would like to see Michigan um, win it because I'd like to see what they could do in that conversation with the with the Notre Dames, the 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 Alabamas, the Clemsons. I'd like to see that. Could be, could be Urban Meyer's last game mm-hmm. as head coach in Columbus. Could be Dwayne Haskins' last game as quarterback. There were some reports out the other day that he was seriously considering leaving. And I think a lot of it has to do with what Urban Meyer does. Junior? Yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's draft eligible. Or, yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, so sophomore. And leave. Bounce. I, I think he would. Bounce. An, and again, it's one of those scenes that I think has gone under the radar. Bounce. I think if he has a big game and pulls off the upset and beats Michigan. Yeah. I think he could jump to a, mm. as well because his numbers that he's put. So in the if Ohio State beats them, he does that. Um, they're not, they're not in the, 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 the top four. No, because they have to, they have so far to go. They have to go from 10 all the way to four. They wouldn't be after this weekend. Right. They would make a significant jump. But let's say they did that and then they could pull off like the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Right? Like they, the problem is they're only playing against Northwestern, which is kind of a, it's not a very impressive. No, but you're, you're, you're a coach yeah, you're champ. You've beat number. No, all, still, there's way would, too much that would need to happen. No, I think that would be a really interesting dynamic if you had Washington State, yeah. one loss Pac-12 mm-hmm. champ with an okay resume and you had Ohio State as a one loss big champ. A Big Ten champ, I think that's a really tough choice to make. Ohio State's loss is bad, is embarrassing to yeah. do, where Washington State, they lost to USC, who's not very good either. It's embarrassing it also. Three. At least it was close. It's also embarrassing. Though. Yeah, but it wasn't by 26 or whatever it was for Ohio State. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit different. All right, let's pick them. I need to use your uh, rundown because my computer froze oh, up. Oh, word. Let's so, go. Let's <laughs> I need to cheat off yours. Line, so let's do our moving yeah. the line and get yeah. our picks in here. All right, let's start it off. Oklahoma and West Virginia. Oklahoma's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? Oklahoma to cover. Oh, I like it already because I'm going against you, which I love. I'm going to take West Virginia playing at home. I think it's going to be a classic shootout game. Yep. I think Will Greer is going to have a field day against that Oklahoma passing defense, which I mentioned. 107th in the country. They got 40 to Kansas last week. Yeah, I just – Dude, but there's some – 
West Virginia feels like they lose this game all the time. That is true. I, just for me, like I don't know. It feels like this game they lose you all the time. You have a know. really good point with that. One. Yeah. I'm sure Coca, who's our West Virginia grad in there, is probably like, yeah, yeah my bad, Coca. Right. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, next game up. Let's do Washington at Washington State. Washington State, a home two and a half point favorite. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington State. I'm going to take Wazoo and Gardner Minshew. You sold me on him and Mike Leach a second ago. All right, so then my Jedi mind trick worked. Yes. I'm going to take <laughs> Washington. This is a game where I would have thought that Jake spread. Browning. Yeah, Miles Gaskin oh. gonna run all over him. This is a game where at the beginning I would have guessed it would have been a touchdown yeah. spread. Like I thought Washington State was significantly better. The fact that it's two of five, two two and a half says hmm, like that's maybe weird, Vegas right? Knows something like they think Washington is better than everybody else does, and they're usually right. So with the home spread, we talked about it the other day, right? Three it's three points. points. So you're yeah. telling me that on a neutral field, you're taking Washington if you're Vegas over yes. Washington State? Yes. And I think that, I think that nasty weather could actually hurt Washington State more than it hurts Washington. Right. Washington That's a major losses thing. this year. They lost in the first game in a tightly close. Uh, I watched that one. Auburn. Yeah. Then they lost to Oregon by three on the road, mm-hmm. and they lost to Cal by two on the road. So all their losses have been close. I think they're better than their eight and three record. Right. So I'm going to go with Washington uh, in the two and a half. Okay. All right. Let's keep it rolling to the game. Uh, Michigan, four and a half point favorite at Ohio State. You pick first. This is a tough one. I've been back and forth on this. My my family is all Buckeye fans, and they were all grilling me about it yeah. last night. So I told them, just to kind of make them feel good. Right. I was like, Ohio State has a chance. They can pull it off. They're only. I, I think they keep doing the field goal. I'm going to stay with what I told them. I think a rivalry game, I think it will be close. I think Michigan wins by a field goal, but I think Ohio State keeps it close enough to cover. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know I love fading you, Danny. It's <laughs> no. been so Go ahead then. It's Jump on the so Harbaugh fruitful. train. Um, I'm not. I'm going to say Ohio State too. Ohio State's defense not great, but they could score the ball like they score at home. Um, I could see Ohio State beating Michigan. I'm going to take Ohio State with the points. Boom. There you go. All right. So we're both on the same there, but you're actually calling for the upset. Yeah. All right. How about we move to the NFL? Giants at the Eagles. Giants are a six-point dog. I'm going to take the G-men. Oh, now see, yeah. we're on the same one. Philadelphia has been awful. Yeah. Awful. Uh, the spirit. In the the last spirit week. looks down. sucked yeah. from out of them. The yeah. Giants come in hot, riding a two-game winning streak. Two-game Odell winning Beckham streak. guaranteed they were going to win out. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do that, <laughs> but they're going to keep it within six. I think Philadelphia might win yeah. by a field goal, but I'm going to take New York, uh, the Giants mm-hmm. to cover. All right, Packers at the Vikings. Vikings, three-and-a-half-point favorite with my man Kirk Cousins. They need a bounce-back game. In a bad way. They both need bounce back games, don't they? Yeah. Um, Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> Vikings, I don't know. Um, I'll help you out. I'm gonna I'll, take the packs. I'm gonna, I'm, I know you love the Vikings. You know so I'm gonna take I the packs. Go. I'm taking the packs. I'm counting on my man Kirk Cousins not to have two bad games yeah. in a row. Yeah. Cause he's gonna prep extra. He's gonna do a little extra film study. Extra. They're also gonna adjust some study yeah. hard, study, wait, study long, study wrong, right? <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, paralysis by analysis. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. I'm gonna take, uh, Minnesota to win that one in All cover. Right. All right. We gotta do some NBA. Let's take a break. Hopefully my computer comes back and we fix that. Uh, that's coming up next on Off the Bench. Dolly. All right. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Uh, Black Friday special edition of the Lakers. Why it's got to be black, though? I know. I was wondering if like, why it's got to be. I don't know. <laughs> call it White Friday if you want. We can do that. We should rename it. We should make a push right now to get it to get it changed. White Friday. Let's do it. Um, especially when there's probably snow all over the country, too. It could be. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the Lakers now won six of seven. That's a smooth transition for us. 
Uh, as LeBron James all of a sudden has figured some things yeah. out. I think this is very similar to the Patriots early in the season. They started one and two and everybody's like, oh, what, they're going to fall apart. I think you figure stuff out, especially if you have Tom Brady or you have LeBron James. Yep. I think it's just been a process. They're figuring things out and they've looked a ton, a lot better. Yeah. When you have the goat, um, and that would be LeBron or Tom Brady, it's going to take a minute for them to figure out what everyone else on their team likes to do, right? Like yeah. Tom's got to figure out. You know, how Danny comes out of the top of this route, where he wants the ball. If it's in the zone, is he going to settle down, like, in a spot, or is he going to drift across? You know what I mean? Like, and and LeBron needs to figure out, like, how these guys want the ball. Where's Kyle Kuzma want it? Like, if Alonzo's on the break, do I give it to him early, or do I wait till he gets right at the basket for a layup? All of that stuff requires chemistry and reps and reps and reps. And so you see it coming together more offensively. Plus, LeBron has the ball in his hand a lot more now. What he What he tends to do on teams is, when he first gets there, he lets everybody eat. You know, it's almost like he he gives that to those guys so that they can buy into what he's selling, right? So here, take the ball. You do it. I'm not going to be hands-on. This isn't going to be my show. It's our show. But what it always morphs into eventually is it's, it's, it is my show. But now that you guys are on board, let me tell you how this is going to look. And so they look better because he's got the ball in his hands more, and they're defending, though, Danny. Like, people were like Tyson Chandler, like Tyson Chandler, this, Tyson Chandler, that. Tyson Chandler means a lot to them defensively, just in terms of orchestrating and telling people where to go, just generally playing good position defense and rebounding. And so you see them winning some games now. So they've surprised us on the upside the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Some teams that are surprising on the downside. You have the Celtics, they're hovering around 500, they're at 9 and 9, and you got the Warriors who we've talked a lot about their issues. Yeah. 12 and 7, but everybody assumes they're going to be, you know, just rolling through everybody. Yep. They haven't been. They've dealt with some serious injuries. Uh, you know, trying with Steph being out. Who do you think is in more trouble or are either one of them in any trouble at all? Um, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boston's in way more trouble than, yeah. than Golden State. Look, Golden State, you've lost Steph. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're pretty staggering in terms of what they are with Steph versus like sub 500 without Steph over like the last five years. Like that's pretty, pretty telling as to who makes that whole thing run. And Kevin Durant is special. Um, Clay Thompson's great. Draymond's great, but it is Steph. He's the secret sauce in that, in that, uh, in that, uh, b- 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 dish, whatever it is. Um, once you put him back in the mix, they'll be fine. They've won championships. They know what it looks like. Plus you've got a little bit of undercurrent of beef between Draymond and, and, and KD that's got to work itself out. Celtics are a different animal though. They haven't done anything. Like everyone's put them like at the top of the Eastern Conference. They have never won ish. Like they haven't with this, ver- with this version of the Celtics, nothing's been done. And I think you see a team who has kind of read too many press clippings. Like that's what I'm re- watching that. There are some chemistry issues with Gordon Hayward and Kyrie being reintroduced, right? You had Jason Tatum, wants the ball, wants to score. That's what he loves to do. You had Jalen Brown, wants the ball, wants to score. That's what he does. You have Terry Rozier, wants the ball, wants to score. That's what he does. Now you're reintroducing two of the best players in the NBA with the ball, so all of them have to do a little less. Um, that's going to hurt the chemistry, but more importantly, I think they were reading press clippings. They thought that this was just going to be a rollout and we win the East type of situation, and it ain't that. Um, totally agree with you. Did you just happen to see Kyrie Irving's uh, commercial with his dad playing one on one? No, it's really good. Although I'll say this, Kyrie's dad looks like he can ball. Like he looks great. Oh, Dread played. Dread was like so. Dread. I went to Boston University. Dread had been at Boston University before I was there. So I've known Dread from way back in the day. He used to come up and play in the alumni games and stuff and watch us play. He was a baller. He got he buckets. Still can. Yeah. Like he still looks really good. Yeah. Like Kyrie's got good genes because you can tell. Like they're just out there. But it's a great commercial. It's like yeah. one of those sentimental. And they're playing in the garden. Like they're playing in Boston. Yeah. Court. I gotta check that out. Going back and forth. It's pretty good. You yeah. Check that out. Heck right. of a player. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Check it out with uh, Hannah. What do you got for socially relevant? 
So yesterday, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper had himself a Thanksgiving with 180 yards and two touchdowns against the Washington Redskins. He even broke out a little bit of basketball action when he celebrated his second score, shooting a mock free throw with the football. But what he was really mocking was 76ers Markel Fultz and his recent bizarre free throw shooting routine. Did you guys see this, by the way? Yes. Do you see him act this out? All right, so the best part about all of this, Fultz himself didn't seem to mind the gesture. He was a good sport about it. He posted on his snap watching Cooper celebration, and then he said, quote, good shot, boy. <laughs> so <laughs> he has to play it like this. He can't show that he's mad. But you're talking about a, you're talking about a guy who has mental hangups, right? Like he's yeah. struggling mentally. If he realizes how much it's out there being made fun of, it's not going to make it any easier the next time he steps up to the free throw line. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you don't post about it, like, just leave it alone yes. if you're Mark Helfels. Why are you on – why you got to post? I actually think he might have saved himself because now the – like, if he would have been asked about it. Like, yeah. the, next, the next time he's – So you just go ahead and get, get out in front of that? Get out of the way. And if you – this is what I tell my kids. Hey, if people are making fun of you, if you laugh at yourself, if yeah. you laugh at yourself, it'll go away. They won't Gross make fun of you. Self-deprecation there. I'm surprised that Amari Cooper went there, though. Like, this is another professional athlete. You're making fun of a guy. Exactly. Like, this is a fun of him. This is a huge thing, though. Everybody, yes, now, you don't have to be a basketball player to know that this dude has got some, some, uh. Oh, no, but man, you're just kicking a dude while he's down. When there's no better time to kick a dude. He's <laughs> down, I guess. Like, what do you I kick him so. when he's standing up? <laughs> I guess so. I guess. All right, so staying in basketball, we know that LeBron James returned to Cleveland on Wednesday night with the Lakers. Well, last time he returned to Cleveland on a different team was 2010, and the game had angry fans booing him, throwing things the whole bit. This time, fans appeared to be a little bit more accepting. Two fans in particular were trying to heal the rift between LeBron and the Cavs by wearing split Jerseys. Check this out. They each wore half of a Lakers jersey, half of a Cavs jersey. Both of them said the number is 23. So, guys, is this too far? Like, should this be allowed even? Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. Where's the Heat jersey? Where are the Heat? Where's, like, it should <laughs> be a, a tri-jersey. It should have three spots in there, and you get one where he won the most championships. Why can't we get that in there? Heat. That's actually a as good a idea. Heat fan. So not a heat as a Heat fan, I feel kind of bad. Like I've like I feel slighted again. Like by LeBron, he leaves in the dead of the night and he gets on his jet and flies off, leaves D Wade hanging. Why would now he's going to go out there and like acknowledge that jersey? Come on, the Heat. The Heat fan just hijacked the segment, huh? Good for you. I got no. I got no. I got no follow up. No, it's kind of corny. Though. I hate <laughs> jerseys. Unless you unless you are a parent and you have a son or daughter who plays on a team, right. you Should not be allowed to wear the split jerseys. Pick one or the other. Danny, I I'm think you're onto something stands. here. Yeah. Yeah, the three-way jersey. Yeah, no, I yeah. feel like that would actually sell. I, uh, I wouldn't even I think it would. Uh, right? Yeah, no, I think you're on to something. Raj is like, let's no. do it. We uh, can leave him out of our little business venture. We'll start a little investment. We'll make him on. Yeah, our please own. leave All me right. out of that. Please. You'll start the investment. I'll put my name on it. Right. <laughs> That's it. All right. Lastly, guys, in Thanksgiving spirit, so the Lions' annual Thanksgiving Day game against the Bears had a seasonal menu item for fans who were missing out on that traditional feast. So take a look at this. It's a Thanksgiving pizza. Oh. It was made with turkey and cranberry sauce stuffing and gravy. If you asked me about this yesterday before I ate what felt like the entire world, maybe I would try a bite, but now no way. Would you guys ever be on board for this? It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I love it. That's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I love Listen, it. A piece of like pizza pizza is a sacred thing, but you don't throw you don't throw Thanksgiving dinner on top of a pizza. I think it looks awesome. Here's my take <laughs> on th on Thanksgiving cuz I think turkey is the most overrated food in in society today. Right. So if you were going to have a holiday and you were going to have this big feast, why wouldn't you give everybody food that everybody likes? Yeah. Pizza is a favorite of everybody. So that. maybe next year I'm going to start implementing this in my house. I'm going to have pizza at Thanksgiving and I'll put a little bit of turkey in one of them just so people complain and be like, there's your turkey dish. If you had to judge a pizza, right? Best yeah. pies. 
yeah. right? How would you judge them? What would be the topping on the pie? What would the pie look like? What would it be like? And every chain had to give you the same pie. Like, how do you judge a, a slice of pizza or a pie of pizza? I mean, pepperoni's number one, right? Cheese. The answer, the only answer is a cheese slice. There's no, no other acceptable no answer. It was a rhetorical question. So it's a, that's the only way you can, <laughs> it's the only way you can judge a pizza is by a cheese pie. Don't no. throw turkey on a no, pie. No, you need a little, no, they already have pepperoni sauces. They have all the other meats. Why not just throw on a turkey meat? That's not, they have buffalo chicken pizza. Gravy? They have everything. Gravy? Gravy, bro? I would not. I'd was that instead of the red sauce? That better not be. But you know how they call gravy in uh, Italians? They call red yeah, sauce red gravy. gravy. So maybe that's what it that's is. That's true. Next year, that's my new tradition. Pizza at Thanksgiving. I'm out. No, I'll be can't. the favorite. You know what you need to do? You need to invest in that, too. <laughs> it's a little startup for like for Thanksgiving pizza. See how that goes. I'm out on that one. Danny, you're talking about pizza on Thanksgiving, but you're missing the whole point. This pizza has turkey, cranberry sauce, stuffing, and gravy in it. That's disgusting. <laughs> so you're going to make that correct, on correct, Thanksgiving and then have correct. dinner? Cranberry sauce. A little gross. No, I'm just going straight pizza. Pepperoni pizza at Thanksgiving. Don't go to the Canal House on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Words the wise. All right, that's all for Socially Relevant. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Canal and Bell. Coming up next, Danny and Raja break down today's leftovers. No more pizza talk. Come on back about the bench. All right, so we talked a lot about this throughout the last couple months. Yeah. And it's finally here. It's like crazy that it's already here. It's the match between Tiger and Phil yeah. in Vegas at Shadow Creek. Phil is going his tail, bro. You think? He, I got a bad feeling. You know I'm a Tiger fan. Yeah. I got a bad feeling. I don't know why. I guarantee you Phil has been grinding. Yeah. Like he doesn't he don't want to get embarrassed because he got embarrassed. The last the Ryder Cup was ugly. Mm-hmm. He didn't exactly finish strong at the end of the season. Tiger did. Yep. Like I could see Tiger like feeling pretty good. Like hey, I'm gonna take some time yeah, off. Totally. Like, and I don't think he really cares about this. Like as much as they're gonna hype it up, like hey, it's nine million dollars. I don't know how much either one of them really, really care about it. But I feel like Phil, deep down inside, cares a little bit more than Tiger. I do too. Yeah, I think so he's I th- hungrier. Than I think Tiger. he is hungry on that one. So I think I would tend to agree with you. I wonder if like, I would never say this out loud, but do you think there's any chance it's fixed? Like, to be close. I would never say that out loud on a national uh, publication like we're doing now. But do you think there's any way the TV produce? Cause no. You don't think it could be staged? Like, no. where they want to say, hey, we want it to finish in the last couple of holes. Yeah. Because technically, in a match play event, you could close it out well, after, yeah. with six holes left. That they be, do not want that. That would be catastrophic. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying I think there's no way that happens. You think they fix this? No, I don't think they of fix all the winner, sports. but I think they can fix the drama of all like the sports. Did. Like you, you, I think Connor McGregor actually fought pretty well, and yeah. you were like he was toying with him the correct, whole time. Correct. I wonder if you could see a sick case where maybe one of them's toying with the other, and they're well, the, well, making one, it look close. Well, one of them would have to be like you're talking about two dudes from two different disciplines. Like you have two world class golfers, true. So you're not going to get a scenario with. It, Unless they both want it to be close, so it's entertaining. So they just, they just, you can hit it in the rough pretty easily. You can miss a five foot putt, just burn. So if lift. those two decide to do that, yeah, that's one thing. But of all the sports where you're operating under the honor code and you have to respect yeah. tradition, <laughs> like they, the, the powers that be cannot fix that. Like, you know what I mean? If they decide they want to keep it close for the, yeah, for the, the TV fans. and the fireworks, drama. But you're talking about something meaning something to Phil. So what if they have this accord and then Phil's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I hell can't. no, I'm out. I see Tiger let him hang around and Phil all of a sudden like drains three birdies yeah, in like, a row. Sorry, bro. So it started. The smack talk started, and it's been kind of, I don't know, it's been generated to say yeah. at least like you can tell you can they're say, not dude, the most cor- natural. It's corny. Like, it's corny. Golf is, well, golf is not a sport where you talk a lot of trash, so yeah. it feels unnatural already. Yep. Although 
I talked a lot of smack on the golf course. I just don't think these guys have, right? right? I think maybe they have in some regard, but not at this level. And you can tell it's corny. It's, it's generated. But at their press conference the other day, they started right off because Phil was like, I'll bet you a hundred grand. I birdied the first hole and Tiger said, make it two. And it's a bet. So they got 200 mil on the first hole that Phil birdies it. So it's like, gotta be a par five. That's so that. stupid. Like, why would you, like, if you're a Tiger, why wouldn't you say, like, don't, like, uh, like I bet a hundred grand that I like. Yeah. yeah why would you bet him that he don't? <laughs> I don't I is it that far fetched that Phil Mickelson would birdie a damn golf hole? Like why would you throw a hundred? Okay. Did you catch the twenty four seven or all the special that HBO did? They did the behind the scenes. Yeah. So they showed Phil like taking his private jet out to Shadow Creek to actually practice oh. on the course. Oh. They showed Tiger up up in Jupiter and Hannah's yeah. stomping grounds. They what showed was he him doing? out. He was at the medalist at yeah. Greg Norman's course, uh-huh. and he was running around, rolling around, playing by himself, and he was simulating shots. And he's like. All right, let's say this hole, it's long drive. Because they're having all these side bets okay. they're proposing, yep. which I think makes it more interesting than the whole bet. But I've, I have so many questions like where does the money come from? Yeah. Is it all going to charity? Because these guys give away millions of charity every year. So right. 100 grand or 200 grand going to charity, they were going to do that anyway. Right. Like I still don't know if I believe the fact that, hey, it's worth – like, cause, you know, Jordan famously already always said, what do you want to play for? Cause nobody could match him. And he'd say, what makes you uncomfortable? Right. I don't think either one of these guys will be uncomfortable. And that's what I think would make it most entertaining. If it was 10 mil cash out of their own private accounts, I think they'd be uncomfortable. But the fact that it's a $9 million prize and neither one of them really needs it. Yeah. I don't think it's that entertaining. You know what I mean? Nine million. Now the nine million doesn't go to their charity. The nine. Oh, that nine million goes to them. Now there might. I would not be surprised. Nah, dog. They're playing for that. They're playing for that. I wouldn't be surprised afterward if one of them says, "Oh, I'm going to give half of it to charity." Correct. Or or like I could see Tiger giving all of it to his foundation. But but you're but nine million is nine million. True. Like if that's that's potentially a pretty nice house or five houses. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 You got to play for that. You'll get you'll you'll get some action. Are you going to buy it? What time does it come on? It's three to seven. I ain't gonna buy it. You're not? There's too much stuff going on. Yeah, but I might come at like 5 o'clock, come in, and it's like if it's trending on Twitter, people talking about it, like, this is awesome, then I could see me going, all right, I want to see what happens in the back nine. With my golf, like I hate to be somewhere, like DVR it or whatever, and then come back, know what's happening in it, and then try to catch it. Like it's a waste. I won't watch the whole thing. So you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to watch it and buy it, I'm going to sit through the whole thing. I can't just come tune in for like the 14th hole and stuff like that. Two huge rivalry games this weekend. Yeah. It's kind of crazy we haven't talked about them. Florida versus Florida State. You can be dialed into that I one. I will not. Oh, come on. It's at noon. Florida, Florida State. Come on. Hated, like, Florida State is riding a one-game winning streak. Not a chance. Let's go. One after the talk. The, after the pep talk, talk I gave them. To a shirt there's a lot of. The talk <laughs> on it. <laughs> there's a lot riding on yeah, this right. one there. I think they're going to, I think Florida State's going to pull it off. You watch. You guys are battling to be what? Hey. Battling now to be what? The second or third best team in the state of Florida. No, seriously. UCF no, is the best. We'll be fine. South Florida might be the Don't second. Don't worry about that. Don't you worry about that. We'll get back on I'm track. crushing my team too. To hurry, you are. FIU might be better, like, statistically <laughs> than those three teams right they now. Might, they might be. That, that is something. They're also going for a bowl game. Right. But I think it's crazy that we're sitting here on Thanksgiving weekend. We really haven't dove into the Iron Bowl yeah. because of how good Alabama's been. Yeah, Alabama's or Auburn has been, they're not horrifically bad. They're not as good as we thought they were going to be, but they're still a decent team. And it's kind of crazy that Alabama is that good. They're a 24 point favorite. Against Auburn, and I think they probably cover. Yeah, one team is iron, the other one is like, <laughs> I don't know, sweat whatever spaghetti. Makes it like, <laughs> like, sweat spaghetti. Like, I haven't sweat heard that one. Sweat spaghetti. Uh, but Tua Tagovailoa needs a big game. I think statistically to kind of increase his, you know, Heisman, cha- his, he's got it, but yeah. he needs to have a good game and a big game statistically to keep him in that lead. I think he'd almost be better off if it's close in the second half. Yeah. Well, so I don't think he gets it. I think he, they again he go. He throws it, so it's close. You think he'll fill? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. not under Nick Saban. They're definitely not letting that happen. 
Uh, so anyway, enjoy the weekend, everybody. Enjoy those rivalry games and uh, stay warm if you're in the Northeast. Let's go shopping, baby. <laughs>